Many years ago, when the tournament was in its earliest stages, the players in the Masters would be given tea times based on how popular they were. Sometimes the eventual winner would be playing three hours ahead of the last group. These days, the Saturday and Sunday groupings were based on how a player finished the previous day, always keeping the leaders in the last group. Thursday and Friday were random tea times, and random groupings usually three players to a group. If a player had an early tea time on Thursday, he would receive a late tea time on Friday. Earlier that morning, Augusta's first tea time was always given to past champions who were now retired. This year, Jack Nicholas, Gary Player, and Arnold Palmer were given the ceremonious privilege of teeing off first. The three players played nine holes and called it a day. When Craig and Hank arrived on the grounds of Augusta, they saw Archie earlier than expected and walked with him to the driving range to see the players warm up. Archie flipped through their introductory packet and found that Chet Walker would be having a late tea time, 1.40 p.m. Archie flipped the page to Friday's times and saw that Walker had an identical time. That's strange, he said out loud. What is, replied Hank. The tea times are the same each day, Thursday and Friday. Yeah, I heard about that. Not sure why they're doing that. Probably better TV coverage for Walker to be in the afternoon. Craig was puzzled. How could they change the rules like that? Most golfers knew that the morning tea times were usually an advantage. The wind always gusted more strongly in the afternoon. Having a hundred-plus golfers play the course before you caused the greens to have more spike marks and ball marks. This was a definite disadvantage to Chet Walker. It was still early, but Hank wanted to go to a hospitality tent and start his day socializing and drinking. Time for a beverage? he asked Archie. Already? I'm still hurting from yesterday. Let's watch a few holes first. You know the best cure for a hangover, don't you? Yes, Hank, I know. Archie replied sarcastically. I'm not starting this early. It's not even noon yet. I'm walking to the first hole. Fine, let's go. They passed hundreds of spectators on their way to the first hole. A group of golfers were seen walking from the tee box down the first fairway. Most of the crowd followed them. And the three men were first up against the ropes to view the next threesome walk towards the tee. Each hole had its own distinct name at Augusta, the first being Tea Olive. It was a par four and was listed at 435 yards. When the course was originally built, Tea Olive was the tenth hole. The two nines were switched in 1934 when the members saw that the twelfth hole still had frost on the green in the morning. This allowed players to tee off earlier and also made for more dramatic finishes because the back nine was challenging yet more distinct than the front nine. It presented golfers with opportunities for birdie, but one missed shot could lead to disaster. A young male volunteer came through the crowd and hoisted a three-person scoreboard over his head. This showed each player's name and his score for the day. Craig looked at the board and saw that Keating, Wilhelm, and Denon were set to tee off. The players shook hands, and Bo Keating stepped forward and put his tee in the ground. A hush came over the small crowd, and a man in a beige suit picked up a small microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, Bo Keating now driving. Polite applause came from the spectators, and Keating tipped his hat to the crowd. He made a few practice swings and looked down the center of the fairway. 
Seeing a professional golfer strike a golf ball in person gave one a sense of appreciation as to how good these players really are. The ball came off his club with a metallic ping and soared into the air at 150 miles an hour before coming to rest hundreds of yards away. Wow, said Hank. Looked like he barely swung, answered Archie. They stayed to watch the other two men have similar results, each ball landing only yards apart in the middle of the fairway. <laughs> and think about it. These guys have no shot at winning the tournament. As long as Walker doesn't win, I don't care who does, replied Hank, out of earshot of Craig.